We fear zombies because they are like us. If we had no restraints and no moral. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now run. Hey Runner Fives! So, this is Devin from Debbie Neo. Might not have heard of me in a while, but like, let's be real. Hello. Hi! I'm Anna. I'm also here. <laughs> and today we have the lovely, exciting, blood-rushing, heart-pounding topic of the base builder. Mic drop. <laughs> the heart and soul of this app. The one thing we all know we truly run for is to get those supply kits. Let's be real. Let's and be those real. little, like, wrench things the that you have to wrenches. get. The goddamn wrenches. To, like, do anything. The goddamn wrenches. Can we say that on here? Guess we are. No, yeah, no, I think we do. Yeah, the damn wrenches. I'm still mad about them. <laughs> but first, before we divest into some really deep, passionate feelings about our friendly neighborhood base builder, we are going to talk about some fandom news. Yay! So, Anna, I know you have some feelings about the most recent news, right? Yes. Okay. So, wait, <laughs> let me pull it up. The chart. <laughs> okay, so if, you, if you've been on the, um, the blog for Zombies Run, then you know that they're making some changes to season one in the order. And, okay, because I, I'm just, I, like, I, I respect all of their decisions, and I love, like, every, like, writer with all of my heart, and I hope they live, like, long and wonderful lives. You're so But, cute. like, thank you. But, um, the, like, because Mission 9 isn't Mission 9 anymore, and I don't really know what to do, and I'm just, like, What? So basically what they're doing is in order to, like, in their opinion, like, structure the plot better, which I actually, like, really see they have it all explained, like, below the flowchart. Yeah. They're, like, switching up some things and putting other things where other things were, and, like, basically the missions are going to be slightly different in, like, the first part of the season. The last, like, fourth of the season, you know, the build-up to the finale stays pretty much the same. But the, like, beginning and middles are all kind of starting to switch up, which normally we would have no problem with, except now Mission 9 is Mission 7, and I don't know how to deal. Just because, like, if you come in the fandom and you're like, hey, Mission 7 was really rough, it's like, no, <laughs> it wasn't. Mission 9 was rough. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, that's the only one, though. Like, everything else makes kind of sense, and I like how the old mill is now after that, because I was honestly, to be honest, I was really offended that Sam didn't ask if I was okay until, like, four missions later. I was like, well, it's a bit late, Sam. Like... <laughs> Um, so I was, I was very mad. So now I don't have to be. So now mission seven, for those guys who don't know right now, is the test mission where you have like the traitor fleeing with important secrets. Yes, I did actually just read the episode summary. Sorry, not. So yeah. So let's just like keep that in mind for all new people and gonna, and that will be entering. Is any of this grammar? Yeah. In the next few months. I think this is going to be, like, our first, like, fandom little, like, sn- like moment. Like, yeah. the Harry Potter fam- fandom, like, loves everything about it, except, or they're ever- not everything, but, like, the one thing we all have a consensus about is that we're all mad at Al- Albus Severus Potter's name. Yes. That's, like, the thing. I That's think this, not this a real This is going to be, name. like, our thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we had Darren. We were all mad about Darren that one time. Did you meet him? Where is he again? No, you've met, no, you haven't met him. He's on season three. Okay, I'm not going to talk about season three because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. We were all mad about Darren, so when you meet him, you probably will be mad about him as well. But, 
this can be our other thing. <laughs> kind of like how Harry Potter has, like, Albus Severus' name and how um, Slytherin is, like, mistreated and, like, sad and, like... They stole their house points, and they gave them the house cup, and it was Slytherins, and I'm still mad. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) This is not a podcast about Harry Potter. Basically, what we're trying to say is that it's okay to be a bit bitter, but, like, respect the writers and their feelings about the order of missions, even though this one might be wrong. Yeah. Like, it's- I'm really just- like, Mission 9 is the only one that I'm like, oh, that's gotta be Mission 9, though. Um, because that's, like, what I refer to it as, and now I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um. Let's be real, it'll always be Mission 9 in our hearts, guys. Yeah. The new Mission 9 is now Recovery, which is where you go to the, uh, helicopter- and then your pilot is like, ah, and then there's a zombie, and they try to chase you, which is also sad, but not, like, that, that sad. Not, like, actual Mission 9. Yeah, sad. it's like, you know, the pilot, she seemed like a nice woman, but she's not Sam. She's so. not, is anyone really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, but, yeah, so, so, you know, it'll, I mean, I, I've already done season one, so it's, it'll just be weird for new people, I guess. Or I feel like they'll be confused, because they'll see all this stuff about Mission 9, and then they'll be like, what? Have, like, a disclaimer somewhere. Yeah, that's just not what happened in Mission 9. Um, so, yeah, we'll just be confused for a while, and then it'll work out, yay. <laughs> it will. We just, we, you know, sometimes we need to have moments. Yeah. And we need to respect that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll it'll all be good. Yay. Um, okay. Next piece of news. Is that if you guys were thinking about doing any more or getting any more Six to Start apps, um, there's a sale going on. I think most things are knocked off by a dollar, so now most apps are now, like, a buck or, like, two bucks, which is, like, super nice. Yeah. Including the pedometer one, just one step, step a day, step something something. But we know um, 5K is up for sale as well as superhero workout and the walk the, the walk, walk is thank up. you i knew the walk is very fun you guys so if you want to buy an app buy the walk the walk is really fun oh it's called step by step i knew there was a step in there yeah but yeah always oh god I just, the walk is super cool and even if you think you're not going to use it it's fine just get it Listen to the first few and you'll you'll just be hooked. Also, the yeah. amazing zombies run crossing over bits and throwbacks are amazing. No, yeah, there's gonna be this one part, you guys. You you're gonna go crazy. It's gonna be really fun. You're gonna have like such a good time. Yeah, go do it. Yeah. Also, new tomorrow. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. No, all of the all of the like nods to ZR are like hilarious and, and it's fabulous and amazing. Except for the one that isn't. Yes. But all of the... <laughs> all, every other one is great. Um, and because, of course, the year isn't specified, I have so many theories on if this is a pre- or post-Zombies Run world, and I have a yeah. bunch of, bunch of connections. Yeah, post is my theory. I don't know why, though. I, fe- I don't know why I think that. Because there's but. so many references that seem to have, like, started in Zombies Run that have, like, evolved. Okay, we yeah. Can- we can- we'll talk about the walk at one point. Oh, we will. Oh, yes. we will. New York? Oh. Want to do New York? Yeah. Okay, well, if you want to talk to us about The Walk or Zombies Run or any other thing, you can do that. (laughs) Or Mission 9. Or the New Order of Missions. Or, like, anything. You can do that if you're coming to the fan meetup in New York, because we're officially going to the fan meetup in New York. Woo! Yay! Me and Anna. Yeah, so we'll be there, and we'll be probably dressed like podcast nerds. Um... I'll have my Runner 5 shirt, and it's gonna, yeah. I'll so, have a podcast shirt on. 
will generally look like dorks. Yeah, so if you see somebody together, who, like, crying. literally looks like she's, like, trying to survive the apocalypse, it's me. Um, if you look like someone crying, it's probably me. So yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you see us, come say hi! Um, Slash, we'll yeah. probably maybe be all at the same table? I'm not quite sure what this meetup even is. We yeah. literally just bought train tickets to go into New York for, like, a few hours and then train tickets to get back. Yeah, so, so um, we'll figure it out when we get there, but we'll probably try to talk to you, so don't make us feel awkward about that. Pretty please. <laughs> we like you guys, kind of. Yeah. I guess. Just maybe. I mean, we keep doing I, I this, suppose. so. Um, so, so, yeah. Come say hi if you're doing that. Um, and that's gonna be the 31st. So if you're in the New York area, or around the New York area, you should go to that. Okay, next, next news thing. Aqua Sam? Yes. Okay. So we got a drawing. Somebody, um, wait, what's their, what is what is what is their name? There. They're my hero. Um, and I don't even know their name. It's W2- Aren't they the one that gave us Rajit's novel? Oh, they might be. Sorry, Is that the same person? I think so. Really? Okay, well, you're my hero, just so you know. But, um, it's WTX Banner Girl, and they sent this to our Gmail, and we're gonna post it. It's a drawing of Sam Yao, but he's dressed as Aquaman- and wait, it had, it had, it has like dialogue and he has his axe and he has his headset and it's so great. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it says, would there be zombies in Atlantis? And it's, it's amazing and I'm very happy about it and just good work. And we, cause we've gotten a lot of fan work like for this, this week because we also got a fic. So, we did. so like, um, rad. By yeah, the same so we're person. Gonna, yeah, is that by the same person? Oh, you're so. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Taylor, is your name Taylor? I'm sorry, we just yeah. did the inbox now. Oh my god, yeah, okay. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Taylor. I like your fic. I think you write really well in all the character voices. Um, We're totally gonna post it. Good job. You are, like, the fan and MVP right now because we're crying because your headcanons make us so happy. Oh, the Cards Against Humanity. Oh my god, <laughs> thank you. That's my thing. I should know that. The next Cards Against Humanity is going to be at the same time. On the 28th, so that is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. It's gonna, we did it at 6, 6.30 um, Eastern time last time. Um, I'm gonna try to post the international times, but I'm very bad at that, so if I get it wrong, it's 6.30 Eastern time, and you might want to double check the conversion. EST. Yourself. Yeah. So. That's what you get for having the Americans organize things. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll still be lots of fun. Also, if you have ideas for card submissions, I think Lindley knows how to put those in. Yeah. So if you submit your ideas to us, and we will put them in the deck, and then they might be when there when we play. Can one of the new cards be when mission when mission nine isn't mission nine? It should be. Okay, wait, hang on, I'm writing that down. So, guys, the base builder, which may not sound exciting, but you're about to be completely amazed. Amazed. Do you know why? Because you're gonna hear all of our headcanons about the base builder. And I know you woke up this morning and you're like, oh my gosh, all I want is to hear Devin and Anna's headcanons about the base builder. And you know what? We are here to deliver. We are here to grant your wish, okay? It is your lucky day. Alright. Americans take the comm shack part three, four. How many times have we done this together? This is, I think this is our third time hosting third. together. So like, so, get ready. America. Three times the freedom, am I right? Hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, you guys. 
So we're trash. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Do you want to just like point at buildings and be like, "What do you think happens there?" Wait. First of all, can you like go to like your season one confusion we talked about? Because I had no idea that this was probably what they were trying to do until you told me, and it blew my mind. Okay. So I know I I was not in the fandom at season in season one. I came into neither the fandom I. for season two, and neither was Devin. So so we're on point. we like <laughs> so both of us don't know anything about the original base builder, but. um... <laughs> I know that at a point, I don't know if they still do it, but there was a point in time where you could see your season one base when you went on um, the Zombie Link website. And it was like, I mean, like, I never built mine up, obviously, because I wasn't in the fandom for season one. But when you go to your season two base and you're starting at it, and I know that they made you guys start from the beginning, there's like rubble and like, you know, debris everywhere. And, like, in all of the, you know, like, in the hospital and stuff like that. And I was, I, I mean, not having known what happens at the end of season one, I was like, you know, I understand that sometimes zombies can be violent. Yeah, I just thought it was, ger- like, generic apocalypse rubble. Sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes they try to tear things down. But I think that, like, giant rocks just all over the place is a bit extreme. And I was so confused for a long time because I was like, why does it look like we got bombed? Like, my helicopter did not crash here. It crashed, like, three miles away. So I don't understand the situation at all. And then I found out. And I was like, oh, that's why there's rubble everywhere. It's because we were almost murdered. Um. <laughs> season yeah. one was a particularly violent time. Not that any other seasons actually got better. No, they got worse, actually, I think. I think our lives were like, they were like, it was like normal, like, zombie apocalypse. Like, you might get eaten, like, in danger. And this is like, people are gonna try to kill you every single day. Um, with rocket launchers and other explosives. Um, so this was, this, this has just gotten sad for, for Runner 5. Um, but also, if you look around, there's still, like, rocks and debris everywhere, and I just feel that at this point in time, because I'm almost at the end of season three, so I just feel like at this, like, it's been so long since that attack, and we should just clean up all of this debris outside of our place, because it doesn't look nice anymore. And, I mean, I'm sure that there's, like, zombies everywhere, but, you know, we can do it. (laughs) I have faith in us, guys. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, knowing that there's actually a backstory behind the, like, in shambles actually makes me really happy. I have a quick question to pose to the fandom. I know I could just email the Zombies Run people. I know that's what I'm going to end up doing. But, like, I suppose I'm not the only one that has this issue. Is that in the middle of running, not in the middle of running, but in the middle of doing the entirety of Zombies Run, I've had to upgrade my phone. Because while I was in Europe, which I kept talking about over every single podcast last semester, sorry. (laughs) Um... I dropped my phone on several ancient rocks, and it cracked, and then I dropped it in a toilet in Belgium, and then I dropped it in a fountain in Italy. So basically, it was done. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lindley got to see what, how shit and in shambles my phone was as I was trying to, like, hold it upside down to, like, charge it and, like, put it in weird angles to get the charger just right. Lindley's like, stop, this is painful, just watching you. It's so, a metaphor for the apocalypse. It's a metaphor. <laughs> God, <right. laughs> So basically, I got a new phone. My base is now back to normal. And I'm like, excuse you? All my missions are still there. Everything else is fine. My base is back to normal. But on Zombie Link, it's like still in its former glory. So basically, there has to be a way to put your Zombie Link base back on your phone. So, like I said, 
I'll probably go email people. But if anyone else has run into this issue, I think figure it's like a really normal problem for the Zombies Run fandom, as we are all millennial children. Let us let us know your your thoughts on changing phones while doing Zombies Run, because we're in pain. Also, that's like literally the reason why I haven't changed phones. I'm concerned just about Anna. So we all, just so we all know, like I didn't want to lose any Zombies Run progress, so I haven't changed my phone, and my contract is up, and I need a new phone. What we're saying is we're really normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saying is our priorities are totally in order. We're not um, skewed. <laughs> not at all. Um. So yeah, I mean, but because I, I you know, I mean. I, I always, I like updating my base, so I'm very proud of how it looks right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like it looks very nice and organized, so I don't want to lose it. It doesn't look organized, but it looks nice. <laughs> the like tequila organized? shack is closer to the hospital than, like, the pharmacy. It's fine. My vegetable patch is on the other side of the compound than, like, the actual farm, so I'm like, that might be an issue. You know, I just, I kind of put things, like, as they were available, so it's not my fault that they made a tequila shack before a pharmacy. But really, let's be honest, as we're base building, I don't know about you, but I always do as I'm, like, walking back and I'm bitching about the amount of wrenches I don't have. Yes. And, okay, wait, actually, fast, before we get into headcanons, a quick shout-out to the entire fandom. If you guys were around in the fandom a few months ago, which I am assuming a lot of you are, um, if not, you're a new runner, and hello, we love you. But if you were in the fandom a few months ago, everyone, this is like a collective hive mind moment. We all found the defense tower. Which, if you don't know, I'm going to let you in on a little tidbit right here, is your gate to the compound. If you click it, you can actually upgrade this level. And none of us knew this, I think. And maybe some people did. But most most people did not know this. And so we all had, like, level, like, five, seven, eight hospitals and, like, comm shacks and maxed out everything. We still have, like, a level one defense tower. Basically, we're not safe. Um, but... And, like, it had, like, 50 damage because none of us knew how to fix it. And we were just like, oh, my God. So shout out, shout out to the fandom for, like, really, like, bringing us together in a moment of incredibility that none of us realized that you should maybe click something. Yeah, yeah. So click your defense towers. You can make them nice. You can add flags. It's all very festive. You can add barbed wire. No zombies are gonna get in. Festivities. So, yeah, um, you, yeah, do that. Make your township safe. Make sure Sam is safe. He will love you for it. Yeah. Do it for Sam. (laughs) Why do I do anything else? Um, actually, I was talking, we were talking about this earlier, how my, my comm shack was fully upgraded before my hospital because I wanted (laughs) to get the achievement where it says that Sam is like really happy. So I like to put more effort into that. Um, and you know, when you get the hospital one, I think it says that Maxine is happy too. So I was also happy about that. I also care about Maxine's happiness, but like, <laughs> I guess not as much. I feel bad. Okay, wait, can you please tell us where your runner five and Sam live? Cause now I want to know. <laughs> oh, okay. So the way this is organized, um, oh, runner five and Sam, because I'm a big shipper and I know- Wait, are you sure? Just- wait, yeah. wait, guys, did you know that all the ships <laughs> runner five and Sam? Cause I had I no idea. I every episode of- I'm sorry. I'm being such a jerk. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Because literally every time I come on and I'm like, by the way, five, five and Sam for life, guys. 
Um, wait, is their ship name pronounced 5am? Or are you saying Sam, but like with a 5 in the place of an S? I always say 5am because that I sounds always say 5 less weird. And I always want to make the joke, what's Runner 5's favorite time of day? 5am. But like, nobody else cares about that. <laughs> I'm actually really invested in that. So now you guys got to hear my joke that I wanted to make to my friends who don't do this app and don't understand what I'm talking about. Um, yes. But yeah, okay, so the, I have the com shack, and then I have the first housing compound that I ever made, like, a little bit behind it, and it's behind, like, that, and, like, the taller radio tower, and, like, other radio equipment, that because I just felt like that's where that should all go. So, they both live in Red House, because I know Jack and Eugene live in Blue House, and I felt like we would be rivals in our house wars, so... <laughs> Because, you know, two most popular ships gotta be in rival houses, obviously, for some reason. So that's so we live in the red house closest to the comm shack, which is something that I took time to figure out because I don't have a life, kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's my head cannons. You do, do some of yours now. Maybe yours aren't as embarrassing. I mean, I'm still kind of flabbergasted at the fact that by by all means, it looks like we are eating outside and that we are doing laboratory like laboratory laboratory i can't talk work also outside that can't be safe vaccine cannot be happy about that no yeah it's not safe and i put my laboratory next to my farm because i'm an idiot <laughs> so um all of our food is contaminated hey, and we're all mine is next die. to the playground so like we don't need <laughs> mine's kids, next do to we? the playground too Who's the one that drives the fire truck again? I feel so guilty right now. It's is that Jamie? Jamie? Jamie, goddammit. I'm so yeah. trash. Because the fire truck has always, always, always been parked in the middle of the armory, and my armory is right in front of my front gate. I just have this, like, great image of Jamie, like, you know, Leroy Jen- like Leroy Jenkins driving through the front gates, because, you know, my defense tower was level one for a million years. Yes. He's, <laughs> like, driving through the front gates, landing in the armory, doing one of those, like, tail spins out of control, grabbing some guns and just leaving, and everyone's like, what? The honest fuck. And, like, he comes back an hour later being like, oh, yeah, zombies overtaking fire station. The usual? Can the kids like, sleep here tonight? Everyone's like, oh, my God, Jamie, what? Because his children are the worst people in the game. <laughs> Karina is the worst character. Karina! I so Karina! Much. I was gonna say Karina could be played by a cardboard cutout, then I realized that Karina is literally three, and I don't know why I'm criticizing her. I know, but she's so- in- I mean, okay, because I'm not, like, I'm not good with kids. In my experience, children have always attacked me, so I'm not awesome with kids. And I- so whenever I, I have to run, and I'm always- I always get sent after the children. Like, I got sent after Molly, and then I got sent after Karina, and then she had to wander off, so I got sent after her again, and I got chased by lions. What? <laughs> so- It's like, Karina's so, just, like, batting full, man. Like Yeah, so she's just- so, you know, whenever I, like, encounter her. I'm just like, why? I don't want to deal with this. I'm not a mom. I'm not your mom, Karina. But, um, yeah. Also because Janine's house is so near said fire truck being parked in the armory and Janine's yeah. house has a well in front of it. I do picture Karina sometimes getting stuck in the goddamn well. Yeah, no, she's just I'm not a even mess. kidding. Like, she can't even make it to the playground that's, like, two feet away. It's just, like, the well. <laughs> she's in the well. Also... I don't know about you guys, but I decided to poorly plan everything, and I do have the tequila shack next to the uh, doggy paddle pool, and- <laughs> I have it next to the stage, because nice. I felt like that was- that was the place, and then I have- so I have the stage, the- the tequila shack, the stage, and then the pool. 
So I felt like that was a good like summer spot. That's good. I'll to see be in. mine is like next to the playground, the paddle pool, and like the training area. So I'm thinking after we go training, we're all gonna have a dip in the pool, have a drink, and then go swing on the swings because we're man children. Which is <laughs> the best description ever. Of course. Able's large man child population. <laughs> I always, I'm trying to figure out where they play uh, Darkness and Demons, because we just got a gaming center, and, but we've been playing Darkness and Demons since season one, and there was no gaming center in season one, so I'm like, where does this happen? I'm thinking they took over the debriefing room. Yeah, me. And like, this is really important, guys. Stop. (laughs) The debriefing room also doesn't have a roof. And I just feel that if you're having important meetings, you should have a roof because otherwise everyone can hear you. And what's the point of having a debriefing room? Like, whatever. There are, like, blatant <clears throat> test tubes outside in the laboratory. Like, what, what is safety? What, what is <laughs> you safety? Know, just my humble opinion. Um, but, yeah, so, um, that's... I just realized having my kennel next to my kitchen also probably isn't a good idea. Yeah, this isn't... I, I mean, my kitchen's... It's by some houses. That's kind of okay. I feel like my hospital is... I feel like everybody puts their hospital further back than me because that's, you know, important. And if zombies get in, you don't want them to get oh, to the hospital Oh, I'm a dumbass. Mine's, like, right in the but front. But no, mine's, mine's right by it, too, because my logic was that if somebody gets hurt, then you want to bring them right there. You don't want to go, like, across the base. See? So... Yeah, also because the runners need to have bite checks, so, like... Yeah, so I didn't right, want them to go... No, yeah, like, I'm right. You guys are just weird. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> but, so, yeah, but also, I know that there's, there's a zombie research facility that's th- right there, so I don't know that we want to bring the zombies that we're, like, researching on, like, through the entire base. Oh. Um, so, yeah, there's also mine- okay, I didn't plan this. You- this is just poor planning on their part. There's- uh, the zombie research facility is right next to- is right in between the psychotherapy room and the nursery, which you is are the trash. worst place that it could entire- like, that it could- like ever be but i didn't plan this these are add-ons so it's like i added them on and they just went to their designated spots and that's where they are and i'm just like you know this is not good i'm so in love i'm so in love (laughs) i don't know why you would do this um but yeah so so that's we're just not safe we're no, not. but no. however, I was I was watching The Walking Dead, and they mo- they came like recently they've come to like a community that's kind of similar to ours, but their wall is not as good, and their like <sighs> runners are not as good, and I felt like really good about myself because I was like, haha, we're better than you, <laughs> we're better apocalypse survivors than you are. Yeah. <laughs> so that's every time I do The Walking Dead, watch The Walking Dead, I feel like I'm runner five, and I criticize everything they do, and I'm just that's horrible. Wrong. That's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Like, because I feel like Runner 5 is done with everybody else. and that Is includes... there a fire pit in the playground? That is so unsafe. There is. There's a fire pit, and it's right by the um, the screen that you watch movies on. Oh my god, so we're that's terrible. a fire hazard. Um, well, I'm and... sorry, guys. If like the entire place burns down, I'm super sorry. Yeah. If, if it burns down because of the playground... Then mm-hmm. that's like we got bombed and it didn't burn down, but it burned down because we put a fire pit next hey, to like a that paper is the screen. Right there. <laughs> like that is well, you know, Runner Five got chased by lions, so uh, like every anything could happen at, at this, this point, point. It's true. 
Also, all I've realized that I have all of my residents and like housing settlements surrounding Janine's house, and I can just picture like during like color wars of like red house, blue house, her being so pissed off because no one would go to bed until like two in the morning, and everyone would be like screaming and like doing like little like. You know, it's like axe can bombs, because, like, if you find a can of axe in the apocalypse, no one's gonna, or I guess you would use it, but, like, yeah. begrudgingly. But, so the yeah. second you had something to replace that can of axe, like, actual deodorant, you know, like, I don't know if you ever went to sleepaway camp in America, and if you were with future frat boys, as me and my bro- as my brothers were, and I was with them, you if you put a, like, a push pin in a, in an, like, a spray can of axe, and then you throw it at someone and dislodge the pin, it will explode in their room, and it will smell like axe for literally a month. Oh, God, that's horrible. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's so, that's totally something, like, Jack and Eugene would do, though. Isn't it? To Simon, and then when Simon figures out how to do this, no one is safe. Oh, Simon lives, like, near our compound, too. (laughs) I forgot that, like, well, yeah. So, that's, that's around where Or more like someone accidentally did it to Jody's room, and then everyone woke up with, like, knitting needles pointing up in their bed, (laughs) and everyone's like, oh, well, shit. I forgot that I knew where Simon lived. Um, but, yeah, so they, I'm glad that I know that that's what's going on in my life, that we're getting bombed with Axe, probably. Um, let's be real, the second you have another deodorant, are you really gonna hold on to that can of Axe? Maybe. Maybe the apocalypse is that bad, but also- Axe is gross. (laughs) And nobody needs to smell Guys, that way. In the apocalypse, even in the apocalypse, I'm gonna say self care and treating yourself is very important. And yes. with very limited supplies, treating yourself can mean not wearing axe. <laughs> Love Parks yourself more than treat that. Treat yourself day. Treat yourself day. In treat the yourself apocalypse. 2K apocalypse <laughs> throughout your axe cans. Wait, somebody on the tag said like do a Parks and Rec and Zombies Run crossover, can and that's though. the greatest idea that I've ever heard, and you should do that, and I will love you forever, just so you know. Okay. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my <laughs> Disclaimer god. that I will be in love with you. <laughs> We're like, I want everyone to work like in the Parks and Rec's office, but all like the annoying townspeople just to be zombies coming in and eating yeah. things. And everyone's like, God damn. <laughs> Because that's what they are. Um, so, because that's true. Um, so, so yeah, this is, that's, that's a good idea, and you should do that, and I will be very happy. Lol. So, yeah, so Janine is very tired of all these rambunctious children living exactly next to her, and she's just mad. Also, I love how Janine's yeah. house has, like, trees and, like, clearly a very large, spacious yard that no one's touching. No, yeah, I, uh, my theory was because it says that Janine's house can hold, like, at this point, like, upgraded to level four, Janine's house can hold, like, 80 people. So my theory was in the, in the initial apocalypse, it was just, like, everybody living at Janine's house, and then eventually she was like, no, we're gonna put some tents, you're gonna sleep in the tent, I'm gonna sleep in my house. You need Um, to leave. This is, like, a precaution, you don't actually get to sleep in this house. Um... (laughs) Oh, this is so painful. I just went back to go look at my base to see if there's anything else we're missing, and my base on my phone is, like, level one, and it's so sad, and I might cry, but, like, it's fine. It's okay. Can we talk about the fact that in my original one, I definitely put the shooting and archery range, like, next to the hospital, Um, and someone told me. That's probably not a good idea. You know, I just kind of put things in the base as I get them, so if you come out with a playground, and then you come out with, like, a second, like... Arm and armory, just like specifically for guns. Guess what's going next to each other? Like that's that's just like how it's happening. Um, I have a lot of respect yeah. for people that like no, like do I because I know I could like intense. take some stuff down and like arrange it, but I don't want oh, well, to. Yeah, but like, I mean, we're not going to. 
I feel like that's kind of how it happened, though. Like, they At came up point, with new ideas, like, how to, of stuff to add, and then they added it in the space that they have, and that's why it just, like, doesn't make sense. One more question. Did they build the giant tequila bottle over on the tequila shack, or did they find it somewhere and bring it back? And which one's I more know comical? that, like, either are very plausible, and that makes me very sad, because that, like, takes so much that just takes so much and it has lights around it like christmas lights that's so much effort i okay i feel like they found it and they rolled it back and they just like yeah and then like they stumbled across it everyone started screaming and they like had to come back we need this we need this giant bottle or it's like no you don't tequila shack and then they just rolled a giant battle bottle like through town and put it (laughs) (laughs) and put it right there you know i literally just saw that and i was like what Um, i think that is i think that is a swing set um that's the worst idea or the best because when you upgrade the playground to a certain level the swing set is gone which is like what why would you that's like the best part of any playground but um so i guess the kids need one i don't know that it needs to be there but it needs to be somewhere. So <laughs> poor planning, really. But they so are kind of by the puppies. So that's fun. So the lesson of the day, I think, is that we shouldn't be city planners or architects or do anything that involves building. And so if you have an apocalypse, I should not be in charge of your layout, in conclusion, because there's like 50 biohazards here. Okay, guys, so next up is our Choose Your Own Adventure, which Liz is going to bring to you right now. Hey, everyone, it's time for the new Choose Your Own Adventure segment. A quick reminder how this is going to work. The wonderful Taylor sent us their take on Rajit's novel that we hear a lot about in the 5K Trainer. Today, I can present you this first chapter slash prologue, And then we will try to write this corny, slightly cheesy, a bit over-the-top novel all together. Without further ado, let me introduce my friend and neighbor, Roberta, who will read out the first chapter of the novel, written by the wonderful Taylor. Take it away. His cruel laugh reverberated throughout the room. The seven people cowering before him trembled even more at the icy sound. Their shivering no longer came from the cold air that surrounded them, but from the anticipation of what the evil Ice King had in store for them. Well, well, my good friend, the Ice King began with a voice as cold as the ice throne upon which he sat. You will do my bidding and help me conquer the land. We will never help you, one of the tremblers shouted. This outbreak brought on new laughter from the Ice King. My good man, you will find that you have no choice. Gesturing to his guards, he said, Bring me the young maiden on the left. Two ice guards clomped down the steps to the throne and pulled a woman from the ground and began carrying her to the throne. No, you fools! Your other left, the Ice King shouted in frustration to his guards. 
They dropped who they were carrying and picked up the maiden described. Come here, my child, the Ice King said in a sickly sweet voice. The young woman was dragged and plopped down in front of the Ice King. You are to be congratulated. You will be my first minion. Another ice guard clomped into the room carrying a tray which held seven ice crowns. The ice king grabbed the first crown with a wide grin on his face and bent down towards the trembling maiden. Before I place this on your head, let me tell you what it does. These are no ordinary crowns. Once I place this on your head, you will do my every bidding without fail, he explained to the frightened assembly before him. Slowly, as if savouring every moment, he lowered the crown upon her head. There, my lovely minion, now for a simple test. I want you to hug all of my ice guards. To the surprise and horror to the six that waited, she got up and hugged all fifteen ice guards in the throne room. She started to leave the throne room to hug the rest of the guards when the Ice King called her back. That is enough, my dear. You have proven that my ice crown works perfectly. Bring the others up one at a time so I can bestow upon them my lovely ice crowns. One by one, the ice guards brought the soon-to-be minions up to the throne to accept their crowns. Throughout the land, people couldn't help but notice seven people who wore ice crowns and terrorized the land. These seven people were shunned by the rest of the land, but it made no difference. They caused trouble and confusion wherever they traveled. Destruction and corruption often followed them. Very few who inhabited the land realized that the crowns these mischief-makers were wearing resembled the one worn by the Ice King. Those who noticed only said it once before they were mysteriously missing. However, the further they traveled through the land, the more their behavior changed. It gradually became less ruthless. It wasn't until they reached one particular town that the reason was discovered. Some of the original towns that felt the wrath of the minions sent out runners to warn other towns of their impending demise. One such runner made his way to the current down in danger. Upon arriving, he noticed immediately that the minions were present. Ignoring all thoughts of his own personal safety, he ran through the streets shouting, Listen to me, good people! Those who have come to you wearing crowns are not to be trusted. They leave destruction in their wake. They care not for you. As he ran, people stared at him as if he had lost what he called his mind. He seemed not to have any concept of what was occurring in their precious town. My troubled fellow, are you quite well? There is no trouble here. These people who have come wearing crowns have not harmed anyone. 
They only seem to be as troubled as you. We laugh at them, but nothing more, a helpful citizen explained to the runner. Wait, they haven't caused any trouble? How long have they been here? The runner asked with extreme confusion. I'd say they have been here for about two or three weeks. They were the catalyst to a bar brawl and have been imprisoned where they continue to sprout such crazy sayings as to make us laugh, the helpful citizen answered. Take me to see them. It really cannot be as you say, the runner gasped in astonishment. The astonishment he had on his face while walking to the jail paled in comparison to the look of astonishment he had on his face when he saw the minions. There... Their crowns are much smaller, much smaller, he said with a confused expression that the helpful citizen and jailer could not comprehend. Of course, their crowns are made of ice. Ice melts in this weather. As the crowns melt, the ice king's hold on them weakens, the runner realized with great happiness. Turning to the jailer and helpful citizen, he said, do not let them out until their crowns have melted completely. It is of such importance to the land that I cannot begin to explain. And with that, he ran out of the jail to deliver the news to all towns he had passed on his long run. Looking after him while shaking their heads, the jailer and helpful citizen agreed that he is certainly a disturbed young man and he should have joined those already confined to the cell. Big thanks to Roberta, who read that out much more beautifully than I ever could. And also thanks to Taylor, who wrote this uh, first chapter of the novel for us. Um, listeners, and uh, now it's up to you and me and all of us, I guess. Uh, you've heard the prologue. Now we need to make a few decisions about the novel that we are going to write. The first question I'm going to ask you is, what do you think the novel should be called? It needs a name, right? Uh, maybe we should decide on a name when we are a bit further into the story, but just think about it. Good names for Rajid's novel. And the second question we need to ask ourselves, which is the most important question, I guess, before we can really get into writing the novel, is... What will the basic plot of our story be? I think, personally, if we decide to write a very stereotypical, a bit corny, a bit cliched, over-the-top novel, it should be about a hero or a group of heroes defeating the evil Ice King. Of course, we could also write a story about the Ice King being the anti-hero and we follow his march to victory as he well, takes over the whole world. That would be also a possibility. Or we can write a completely different plot. It's, it's, it's up to you. So I'm asking you, these are the two, the two questions that I'm asking you. What kind of basic plot do you think should our story have? And what kind of name do you think our story should have? And I'm looking forward to your answers. You can send them as always via Tumblr, Twitter or via email. Let us know. And that's it for the Choose Your Own Adventure segment this time. Bye-bye.
I know we're editing the episode today, but Max just, Maximilian Carnage just sent us something on, or tagged us in a post about the base builder, and it is directly applicable to me and Anna having no idea what the first version was about. So I'm just going to read it to you guys, because it's actually cool and super interesting and hilarious. So Max says, as an old timer, I can tell you about the very first version of this. Pull up a chair, you young whippersnappers, and let me spin you a yarn about how things were back in my day. Winky face. <laughs> it was all rather different. The layout was essentially fixed. Boundary couldn't be expanded. Items were collected. There were no separation between supplies and materials. And then these were allocated to different aspects of the base. Hospital, armory, farmhouse, etc. There were different metrics for each aspect. I don't really remember all the details, though. Nowadays, we have, a ba- we have the base builder we all know and love. The pictures above show my base as it was after completing Season 3 for the first time. And if you guys want to see those pictures, they're at the top of Maximilian Carnage's Tumblr page. And we'll probably put a link in the description. Alright, and then he goes on to say... So the pictures above are my base after completing Season 3 for the first time. And also where my new base has gotten to, about three quarters of the way through Season 2 currently. For the first time, I decided that it would amuse me if I only expanded the base in one direction. Obviously, from a practical perspective, and an effective use of material perspective, this is very silly, but it did amuse me. I started out trying to group the structures logically and thematically. However, as new structures got unlocked later in the game, this became increasingly impractical, which is what me and Anna completely agree with you as. And also Liz, you mentioned this, that really there is no practical way to go about things because when you're doing the base builder you're just gonna put things wherever there is room and like that that's real that's real and we respect that max also says one thing i did decide to do was to stop building accommodation when my population hit 665 when i'm back on the base that population of able makes it 666 <laughs> appreciated in the end the hazard The hazard ordering of buildings became very displeasing to me, and I even started to resent this aspect of the game. I know I could have demolished everything and started from scratch, and probably would have done so, if not for the fact that I decided to rerun all the missions and start again with a new profile. In that case, I decided to set out with a more logical town planning concept. I even sat down and listed the buildings and categorized them. I then sketched out a rough idea for the square base with various sectors, with medic, scientific, training, civic, resident, agriculture, etc., and even which sectors should lie next to each other as there was some overlap in function. And then when I started collecting materials and a lot of my a lot of my early spending was on expanding the perimeter in order to create a space for the sectors and their structures. I suppose this still won't be perfect. There are things I may want to change. But this time it feels more logical and thus more pleasing. See, Max, you were one of those people that we talked about in the very beginning where me and Anna were like, who actually sits down and plans it? But then when you do, it's so amazing. And I have so much respect for you actually doing that. Because, like, your base right now looks utterly gorgeous. And I know it's incomplete because you're still running season two. But, oh, God. See, that that's what a pleasing base looks like. And I personally will never get there. I'm too disorganized for that. But, yeah, we're going to add a link to this in the description because it is amazing. And you truly have come so far in your base building skills. So guys, really quickly, before we close out this episode, you've been an amazing audience as always. I do actually picture everyone as I'm talking because I'm a nerd. Just FYI, um, Indiegogo projects and rewards are still going out. I'm sorry it's taken us this long. We have actually been dragging our feet about it. We've been terrible. If you haven't gotten your thingies yet, we are hoping to push out The Last of Them this weekend. And for everyone who donated $50 or more this weekend, you will also get an email so you guys can sign up for times. 
So soon you guys will be hearing some amazing other voices of people on the fandom coming to help us co-host, so everyone should get really excited for that. And yeah, get pumped. Thank you guys for being so patient with us. I know that you promised this a while ago, and thank you guys once again for not, like, yelling at us and blowing up about us and being very understanding of our very busy, 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 terrible, terrible lives. Um, so yeah, last push is gonna happen, and hopefully we'll hear from all of you guys soon. Do you wanna say our next topic? Okay, so our next topic is going to be villains. So, yeah, just talk about, like, any villains that you like, or you don't like, or, like, you know, whatever, like, any antagonist kind of things. Um, and you can let us know the usual ways, Tumblr, Twitter, or email. And, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, we want to know, like, best villain, worst villain, cheesiest villain, villain most like Umbridge. New Canton season one-esque is my favorite villain. Yeah. <laughs> season two Van Ark versus season three Van Ark. And, like, just just everything. We get, get creative. There's there's enough villains hidden in all over Zombies Run. Are and- you still angry that Van Ark broke your headset that one time? I yeah. know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are we bitter? A little bit. <laughs> People who we thought were villains and turned out not to be villains. People, People who we thought, we thought weren't, weren't villains. villains and then broke our hearts. <laughs> it's fine. We're all fine. We're all okay. Because, like, if we're this passionate about it, everyone else has to be too, right? Obviously. Everyone's a spigot nerd. This is the norm. Nerds. <laughs> this is average. Nerds. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, And I think that's it. Awesome, yeah. Yes, yes. See you guys soon. Stay safe out there. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at way too many people in a comshack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode.